0: Back to NBA talk with Kyle Downing and Mike Gow. Today we got a trade deadline special. All right, it's almost that time of year, and uh, one of my favorite things is just go on the trade machine, look at what people have been you know, making up what, who, uh, who's going to move, what teams are going to trade. So let's start off top. What do you got, Mike, for for a uh, a top trade target? Well.
1: The top trade target, obviously, has been, been Simmons this whole whole season. And you uh, already made a podcast. But, yeah. But I just had a really interesting trade proposal that I just want to mention. It's from the okay. Kings. It's from the Kings to the Sixers. And the package would include um, Buddy Heald, Tyrese Halliburton, Harrison Barnes. And two first-round pick, unprotected. Yes, for um, Ben Simmons. Oh, did I include include Harrison Barnes in that contract? Uh, In that uh, trade? Okay, so it's for Ben Simmons, Tobias, Matisse Wow, a
0: lot to unpack there. That's a lot of movement. That's a lot of players. Yeah. Wow. So the new look Sixers would be Maxie, Halliburton, um, Barnes, Barnes, and, and, and Bede. And who's up three? I would say Seibel, but he's gone too. Corkmods. Corkmods. Corkmods.
1: Buddy Heald will be the sixth man. And they got two unprotected Kings first round picks. Mm. Which could be really valuable. It would be like mid-lottery. Something like
0: that. There are two problems with it. One, I think the Kings say no. They're giving up too much. And they don't want to give away Halliburton. And then I think it's redundant for... The Sixers to get Buddy healed because they already have Seth Curry mm-hmm. and if you don't give away him you know they're both kind of six 6 something guards who shoot a lot and don't play defense mm-hmm. granted Buddy's a little better of a defender but and then I think the Sixers man you've given up so much you're giving up all your perimeter defense Theibel is you know, a special, special defender. I don't think they want to give him up. You know, if they're going to mm-hmm. deal Ben Simmons, I, the only other dude I've heard in the package is Maxie. Maxie? Mm-hmm. So what, what do you think about it? You, do you agree with that trade? Is it – you kind of just throwing it out there?
1: No, nah, I, I was thinking about it. And because – um. I think uh, what um, the Sixers want as a superstar, but for me, like, if I'm um, Daryl uh, Morey, like, I don't know if the Kings will be willing to give up Tyrese Halliburton, but I'll be really happy to trade Ben Simmons for Tyrese Halliburton because I love that guy. And I feel like he has a really bright future ahead of him. Like, he have more upside than Ben Simmons. So if that trade is proposed to me, like, I wouldn't be mad at all, but it's just all about if the Kings want to do it at all. But, um, I, I'm a big fan of Tyrese, so that's the only reason why I really because you know the Sixers want a superstar top 20 guy, and that's how I see Tyrese Halliburton in the future is one of the all oh, folks top, 20? No, not top 20? 20, not top 20, not not top 20. Uh, I'm just saying it's like among among the names at the top of the, in the top of the league, so I'm I'm just, that shows how, how big of a fan I am for Tyrese Halliburton, and I just feel like he has the potential to do so, at what Ben Simmons did. And if the Sixers are in win now mode, I think that's the correct move to make because Tobias has been struggling a little bit, and Ben Simmons just not playing at all, and getting acid to play now is important because Embiid is clearly in his prime right now. So. If you want to have a go this current season and not to do a disservice for Joel Embiid's performance, I think that's a good trade to make, but I'm just not sure if the Kings will give that up, but.
0: Yeah, I, I really like Hal Burton too. I, mm-hmm. I picture of him as granted. We always do comparisons about kind of what do the same players look like? Who's similar in place wants, mm-hmm. But I really think he's like a Lonzo ball type of player very versatile, can play lead guard, can play off the ball, um, can just fit in with whatever group is on the court. And he does a little bit of everything. He defends. He uh, plays really well. And he can shoot. You know, it's unorthodox, yeah. just like Lonzo. But, you know, he can knock down shots. Um, and he's really young, really young. Um, he's got a lot of potential. Okay, so. And, he do um, gonna... right, and he's a smart guy. Yeah, and he's yeah, a well he a
1: podcast. Yeah.
0: Smart dude. Um, That's my guy. Yep. So, talking trades, you know, last couple of years, it seems like the Celtics, uh, man, they're always, it's always, always, what are the Celtics going to do at the deadline? Because the last two, three years, they've been underperforming, and this year, this year, you know, I'm not going to give you my full Celtics opinion breakdown right now because we're talking trades, but I think the Celtics are on the upswing. They're the eight seed. They're 524 and 24 right now. But I think their cohesion and they're starting to play together, you know, beating the King Kings last night by like 80 points really helped. Um, really helped their camaraderie there. I saw they were pushing the ball like crazy and they were all uh, lifting after the game because they, you know, I saw that Lightwork Josh Richardson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, looking at this, I'm like, damn, their chemistry is pretty good. Like JB and JT, they like Josh Richardson. You know, they got they have pretty good chemistry with them, and they like Schroeder too. I know JB's good friends with Schroeder now. You know, I do think they have to make a move. I think they need a point guard. They really need a point guard. Marcus Smart. <laughs> he's, not, he's not that guy. Yeah. So, you know, I have a couple trades here. First one, not touching on the point guard need is Romeo plus a second round pick in next year's draft for Justin holiday on the Pacers. I think Justin holiday is a veteran shooter who is okay with catching and shooting. And just standing in the corner, um, I think Romeo is a redundant player when you have Naismith anyway, um, and I don't think he has that much room to grow within the Celtics. And I think Justin Holiday for two years, you know, maybe he's redundant with Josh Richardson, but I think Josh Richardson can do a little bit more um, dribble, dribble drive penetration and secondary playmaking. So, that's my first trade. Romeo in a second for Justin Holiday. What do you think?
1: I mean, it's not like so you have Jason Tatum and J B at the wing, and Justin Holiday will be just a really efficient backup that you know and knock down corner threes and play defense, right? So there's nothing more like you can like you can get from that that's better fitting for the Celtics and. I mean, Romeo Laneford doesn't really get a lot of minutes. And you're, I don't think the Celtics is giving up too much for, uh, you know, veteran three and D guys. So if they can make that trade possible, definitely mm-hmm. make that trade possible because the Celtics, I think, you know, it's always been win now for the past three years. So yeah. get, getting veteran players like that instead of developing young guys is pretty essential
0: for sure. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's it's confusing what to do with the Celtics. Honestly, you look at their roster up and down and it's kind of it's hard to determine what to do. You know, you have Schroeder on a one-year playing really, really well in some cases and then looking like a pretty poor fit next to the two wings uh, um, at other times. So it's hard to figure out there if I had to pick an ideal world, I, I want them to get a true point guard. You know, I was looking at trades for um, Goran Dragic. I think he's a good, steady veteran who's killed this. I thought he's team. not going to play this season. You're not going to play in Toronto, I think. I don't uh, know if uh-huh. you play anywhere else. But, and that's, it's it's a little too much money. Um, uh-huh. I don't know. It's tough. 17 it's tough mil to or something, out. right? Yeah, yeah, 17 and a half. Um, so, Moving on from the Celtics, the uh, I think the elephant in the NBA is uh, Mister that 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 bank shot master <laughs> <laughs> Russell Westbrook and the Lakers. Um, man, we said it before the season. I've said it, and he's just a horrendous fit, horrendous fit, and their roster is. Man, it's up there with that 2018 Cavs team before they traded away everyone with like one of the worst roster constructions. Like you have 14 guys expecting to get 15 to 20 minutes a game, and that can be a pro- that's a problem in the locker room. That's a problem with hierarchy and uh, team structure. You know. And um, when you find all those old guys who are supposed to help out aren't even better than Austin Reeves to get on the court, you're like, man, what is going on with this roster? So everything. let me ask you, Are <laughs> is there any way to change their roster? Yeah, I've heard uh, no, but what do you think?
1: I mean, if... The Lakers is willing to give up a 2027 first round pick. They can get John Wall, which he is on an expiring contract, so they can rebuild the roster again this offseason to make some moves. That's the best move you can make for Russell Westbrook because nobody else is willing to take him. The only matching contract in the whole league is John Wall, which, you know, the Wizards and the Rockets thing they made. Now it's ref- like you got to make it again could get rid of him. That's the best. That's the only way right now. Or else you're going to stick with them for two more, uh this year and uh, one more year. Mm-hmm. So next year, maybe it's easier to get rid of him because he's on an expiring contract. But this year, you're not getting rid of him until you, uh, unless you get it to the Rockets. It's a mess over there right now. So yeah, they just I'm want not- a first round
0: pick. Yeah. yeah. And if I'm the Rockets, I don't want Russell Westbrook. I don't even care if it's for a dude who's not even on the team. Like, I don't want that everything that comes with Westbrook, all the baggage, all the media attention, all like, you know, I just think the Lakers have to solidify a lineup. And it's like, okay, these are six to seven guys who are going to be in it. These are the six or seven guys that LeBron likes to play with. Can can play a little bit of defense, a little bit of defense. And Austin uh, Reeves,
1: thirty-eight minutes a game. That's going to be it. I watched him uh, yesterday playing against the Nets. He's the only guy hustling. It's ridiculous.
0: And that should you know that should have been Caruso. They should have they should have gave. Yes. TH THC, yes. THC THC yeah. money to uh yes. to Caruso because yeah you know he's he's they're trying to make Austin Reeves into Caruso essentially <laughs> uh, I don't know how that's gonna go so all right so the Lakers seem like a lost cause um, one other name that has been swirling with every team is Jeremy Grant. Mm -hmm. right? Where would you want to see him land?
1: Um, So, a couple destinations. My first destinations, uh, I've heard the Wizards. They might put up some trade package for Jeremy Grant, because they have a lot of... So, uh, Rui Hachimura, young Mm -hmm. player, power forward, high upside, because they have a lot of big right now, and he's just coming back. He's not getting a lot of runs. So I'd, I'd consider maybe Hachimura and one of the, you know, the fighting fighting duels at halftime for the Wizards, either uh, KCP or Montrez will be in the deal, maybe some uh, draft picks. But um, I think the Wizards and some funky one like the Hawks, maybe like a swap between Jeremy Grant and John Collins, but I don't think the Hawks will do that. But I mm. think the... The most realistic one is the wizards, because they have the asset to do so, so but i don't I don't really know like people are saying he's gonna get traded, but I'm not sure if he's gonna you know like really arm the on the spot right now, just for right. sale, yeah, unless and, and they get something tempting yeah he's
0: hurt right now, isn't
1: he uh he did like a thumb surgery okay he he oh. should be back. Like he can't call him back right now, but I don't like he's. It's not a major injury; it's like a finger injury.
0: Okay. So the the trade I've heard, which I don't know if the money makes sense at all. It doesn't seem like it does, but is him going to the Bulls for Patrick Williams and maybe some draft capital? I'm not sure um, what Uh, else is included, but but it would be. First thing for the Bulls, love it. They need a four-man. They need that gap in between Vooch and their four-guard lineup, Caruso, Ball, Levine, DeRozan. You know, DeRozan can play the four, sure, but he's not playing that much defense. Levine's not playing that much defense. You can't put Lonzo on a four-man. So having Jeremy Grant in there, man, that fit looks really good just about what else does the, they give up yeah the, the,
1: the money doesn't add up it's just no. the money and no. i don't think the i think the pistons wants more than just patrick williams because they apparently turned down some offer from the lakers with mr tht and a uh, first round pick and kendrick Nunn so um <laughs> i don't think patrick williams will do it but um yeah, they just got kind of to match up the salary and see if they have any asset to give up.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, cuz he's making a lot of money in Detroit right now. I don't know how many years he has left on the deal.
1: Do you know, his contra- his contract is pretty fresh.
0: Yeah, last year was, was the good. first year. Might have been a 4 year, but um now I like Jeremy Grant as a player because mm-hmm. he's he's got that dual that almost like two-sided version of him where you put him in a small role, he can be super effective. He can set screens. He can roll to the rim. He can hit from short range and floater. He can make smart play and short roll. Um, he, can, he can hit the corner three. And then, you know, if, if it's February, March, he can carry your second unit and scoring. And we've seen that in, in Detroit. And I, I really like him as a player. I've seen him linked to the Celtics as well, which again, I I also like that. But you know, I, I don't want to have to give up too much if I'm the Celtics for him because I think mm-hmm. Grant Williams, surprisingly, is playing pretty well for them. Not to go mm-hmm. on too much of a tangent, but um yeah, so those are those are some of the traits. You got you got anything left? Anything else?
1: Yeah, I have I have one more sticking with the Lakers. Uh, as I mentioned that uh, THT, um, the THT package, THT Kendrick Nunn and a 2027 first rounder. Um maybe for Karis Levert. Mm. Because mm. Karis Levert want to get out of Pacer, uh like get out of there, and the Pacers can get a young guy in return and a first round pick. And the Lakers add some depth. On their bench or you know starting for some you know, just scoring he's like you know like whenever you need some scoring put him in the second unit he'll just do his thing like a yeah. Lou will type of role and he has um proven uh, that he have the capability to do so before you went to the pacers when he was on the nets he was doing that um running running with the you know bench unit and And he started and he was like performing well. So I I feel like that's a better fit for the Lakers because they need some offense right now. They need everything right now. But like, I think Laverne makes more sense than THD at this current stage at the win now mode for the Lakers.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, You know, I wonder if it's what does Karis Laverne offer more than THD? More scoring, um, more experience, more scoring. Where, where is that experience coming from? A, a first round loss on the Nets.
1: No, it's just. he yeah, I haven't played with LeBron yet, so he's
0: not mentally messed up. Maybe Tht has played with LeBron. But that that learning curve takes a while, so he's kind of kind of he's kind of used to it. You know, what no, I'm he's
1: not. It doesn't look like it.
0: Sure it doesn't look like he's had some like okay it. games. He's had some okay yeah. games, but uh, sure
1: it doesn't look like it. But I just feel like Karis Lavert is a more well-rounded player than PhD at this current stage, so mm-hmm. I, I think it's a better fit. Yeah. Okay, heard
0: you. Heard you. So, unless you got anything else, I think that that wraps up our our trade deadline um, discussion there. So, yeah. one. Final topic we want to talk about is uh, Mr. Gal personally. Hey. So, quick context. Um, you know, what, I'll I'll just let you say it. What uh, what's going on this summer?
1: Well, um, I'm gonna be working with uh, Mr. Jordan Lawley, J. Low ball for some summer internship, and um, I first. Submitted my application for fun because I didn't know if it's going to work. It's super orthodox website that just said, oh, here's a submission if you want to be an intern. I did that for fun. And a week and a half later, I received this email saying, I'm really interested in having you in for a basketball intern. Would you come to the gym anytime soon? So I went. And the funny thing is, I did not mention any of my you know measurements body measurements in my application, and the oh. moment he saw me, he was like, well, you were hired, and that's how I got that job, yeah, basically it. Man.
0: yeah that's I really wish i was i was uh somehow able to see that that reaction from j lock because Man, like, from what I know of it previously, I've seen on his Instagram, like, a bunch of, you know, Asian kids trying to guard NBA players, and essentially they're, they're like, you know, paid interns to just get demolished on defense, and, you know, they're, you know, 5'10 or something, they're not really doing much to put a hand up or something, and, um, now we got some rim protection. Now we're talking. <laughs> oh, yeah. And not and not only that, you said you said you know he he might need some bigs for their pro runs that they have there, which I can exactly see. There's so many good basketball players, but bigs are hard to find. You're six ten. You've played high level basketball, and Man, this is a special opportunity. Man, I just gotta get myself in shape
1: so I don't get embarrassed in the summer. That's the main objective right now. When I go back to go back to our uh, dorm, go back to our campus, is workout, get shots up, do my basketball workout, and study. So that's gonna be my two main objectives going mm-hmm. back and you'll see me you know at the weight room every single day putting some muscle up so yeah it's just surreal when he told me it's like you gotta be ready to guard julius randall i was like what like <laughs> like hold on now yeah so definitely yeah yeah definitely Damn. some uh yeah
0: so we there's a kind of a second aspect of this that is um, you know we have we have our own nba podcasts. we're huge nba fans huge basketball fans and most younger people en- entering the workforce they like basketball a lot of their dream jobs is oh i want to be a gm oh i want to be in the front office of the nba you know i don't not really i'm really looking to be a coach Coaching grind is different, but, you know, front office doing business, i love to do. So the hardest thing is to just find connections and looks like you're going to have front row access to some NBA pros in their camps. So my, you know, i told you this already, but for the podcast, um, this is, this is a perfect time to start your networking. Talk to, uh, you know, Zach Levine's publicist or business manager and be like, hey, what, what, does a, what does a kid like me have to do to get into the world of sports management? And those type of questions, that type of access is, can be life-changing. So, man, it's a crazy opportunity. Absolutely.
1: That's why I'm in that business communication class right now. You know exactly why. Learn how to talk to people. So, yeah, I'm going to try to grasp my opportunity this summer. And we'll see how it goes. But I just feel like, you know, for Jordan Lawley, he's running more than a basketball camp. He's running like a company, which he told me that if I want to work on marketing, he have a marketing team that's running his company and his videos and all the sports media stuff so he said I prefer to I prefer to do that I can do half on court half off court with the marketing team so there'll also be some sports marketing experience for me and I feel like um because right now without some like actual sports marketing experience it's really hard to gain any like summer internships for like these um Big, you know, franchises, like I applied to the Clippers. Unfortunately, I didn't get in because there's probably more candidates that have more experience in the sports industry. And I just feel like this could be my stepping stone to it. And I'll try my best.
0: Absolutely. Man, this has been great. Um, I need need to finally get a uh, kind of a closer going here, so. This has been NBA Talk on the KB Pod, and here we are. We're out.